Hello everybody, welcome back to The Missing Piece. I'm Becca, your host, and I'm slurping away on my tea today. So if you hear pauses and you hear slurps, you know exactly why that is. I'm probably going to do this a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, get used to it. If you really don't like it, do let me know. <laughs> and maybe there'll be some episodes when I don't have it, but it does make me feel a lot more connected to myself and calm and present when I am recording. So, And I want to kind of give this experience of having a bit of a chat, you know, because that's that's why I I do this because I want to share and I hope that I can support you in some way, shape or form by sharing. And because, you know, it's therapeutic for me as well. Let's be honest. It really is. So. So, yeah, it's it's twofold. But at the same time, I can feel kind of nervous doing it. Slurp number one. There we go. (laughs) So in this episode, I well, I didn't even know I was going to record this kind of episode, to be honest, but I want to share everything as present as I can when I'm in the lived experience of it, because it's easier to convey in that sense, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm feeling it, you know? Um, And so this episode is really all about emotions, what they, what I believe they are, why we need to explore them, why we struggle exploring them and how we can then explore them. So I think... Well, I'll share the reason I want to talk about this is because of what I've been experiencing over the past couple of months, in particular this last week. So I will share that journey. But I want to first say, like, honestly, emotions can really suck sometimes, can't they? (laughs) They really can. They can just feel naff. They can come at the most inconvenient times when, I don't know, you're at a party with friends or loved ones, whatever, and you're just, I don't know, you feel emotional for whatever reason. Um, and you want to push them away because they're just, yeah, like I said, they're inconvenient, aren't they? They feel crap. And they, you know, also we can feel a lot of vulnerability and also feel ashamed of having emotions. I mean, when you look at that real stereotype, particularly for males, um, of what it must be like to be told not to have emotions. And, you know, we look at all these phrases like man up and, um, Oh my God, what's the other one? But you know, um, have some balls. Like, let's just like think about all them phrases, you know, they're all about this kind of male. I don't want to talk about, about masculinity necessarily, but that kind of male persona. And that's very difficult then to explore emotions, particularly as a male or, you know, even just being seen, even as female, it can be difficult as well. However you present, it can be very difficult because like I said, it's vulnerable and, you know, even just the idea of being perceived as someone who's emotional is a little bit, it does have a bit of a negative, negative image, image attached to it, doesn't it? And I think we've come a long way in this, but I think we've just got a lot, lot more of a way to go. And yeah, it's just, it's difficult, isn't it? Emotions can be very, very difficult. But when we don't explore them, a whole lot of shit can happen. That's, you know, I mean, I didn't explore my emotions uh, and realizing that I had anxiety beneath the the binge restrict cycle that I was in with food for like a decade, you know. <laughs> and so we have to explore them. We really do. We really do. So emotions, why do we have these little things slash really big things because they can feel really intense. And I believe that emotions are little signals, little signs about what our reactions are to our experiences in life. You know, they are giving us a feeling 
um, of how we are perceiving a situation, perceiving a person. They are also giving us a feeling that can be very cyclical, which is also what's really important to notice about emotions. And you know, I love cycles, but you know, if you are someone who's menstruating, you, once you start to track your emotions, you can become aware of how your emotions may have like follow a certain pattern throughout your menstrual cycle. You can look at how you feel in different, at different times of the year, different seasons. We've been moving out, we're moving out of winter now, you know, slowly into spring and winter, maybe you felt quite inward. Maybe you felt low energy. Maybe you felt like you need rest. Maybe there was like even lots of self-doubt and shadow work coming up because that's very much what, what winter's about. So exploring our emotions can really just show us like, oh, hang on a second, this is a natural part of my cycles. I know for me, I'm very close to my period and this time of the month is a real time in which I feel anxious. You know, I do. I, I feel for like a whole week or more leading up to my period, I can just feel much more anxious. I don't really want to be seen in the world. It's not usually the time I record podcasts. And do you know what? Actually, it's been, I've, I do struggle sometimes with starting podcasts and we'll end them um, and then re-record and re-record or whatever. But today was quite a big one. I, I ended it at like 12 minutes because I thought, do you know what? I'm not explaining this all very well. <laughs> and it probably would have been fine. But yeah, you know, period is due. So that's how I feel. But yeah, so emotions are telling us about our life experience and when we're aware of our emotions then we can then become aware of maybe things that are a bit off in our life and maybe some changes we can make or again just noticing where we have patterns rather than going you know like I used to think what is wrong with me why do I feel anxious for like a week every month what is wrong with me I've been on the contraceptive injection for like oh god years so I didn't have a period and then when I started getting my periods I've it took me a while to realize this, but for a while I was like, what is wrong with me? What's wrong with my life? I feel anxious for like a whole week every month, but the rest of the time I feel fine. What am I denying? Yada, yada, yada. And so we can beat ourselves up when we don't really understand what our emotions are. If they're hormonal, if there's some form of, you know, nature pattern and some sort of cyclical, seasonal or lunar, you know, if you're looking at the lunar cycle, oh my God, my emotions are heightened over the full moon. I don't sleep very well. And even things like that, our emotions can be based on the state that we're in. You know, we can become more aware of what emotions show up when we are tired, for example. Emotions that may come after drinking alcohol. Um, you know, we can just become so, so aware. And they can really, really be indicators and real guides, you know. And a few weeks ago, I, every Monday, I listen to or watch should I say the angel card reading for the week uh, by a lady called Rachel Skoltok was it Stol Stoltok I always get her second name wrong I'll try and think of below but I have talked about it before if you're on my newsletter you have seen you will have seen her videos that I've shared from weekly guidance and I just find them so accurate I just really resonate with her her guidance and what she receives and she said a few weeks ago when I was listening to one that angels, so she's talking, she's like an angel card reader. So we're talking about archangels, guardian angels, and so on. Um, and bear with me if none of this is really making any sense to you. But she was talking about angels riding on our emotions. And it took me a while. I've been thinking about that a lot. I was like, hmm, what does that kind of mean? But the idea is that they are there, these beautiful spiritual entities 
are there to support us um, by by using our emotions because our emotions they can support us by sh- by connecting to our emotions so that we are aware of what's showing up in our life, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and they're there to you know be like a little bit of a gentle reminder so she the idea is that um, emotions are really important to explore and that our angels are there with us to guide us through our emotions as well it just um it really resonated with me so I want to share that in case any of you out there kind of resonate with that some of you might not but (laughs) you know take what resonates leave what doesn't yeah so emotions I just think are so so important and so why is it present for me this month or this week or these last few months really or my whole life (laughs) but this last week I've gone back to full-time work now potted history I guess if you don't know but for the last couple of years I've been working part-time which I must must say I feel incredibly and I really do acknowledge the privilege of that I really do I feel very lucky and fortunate that I had a partner who was able to support with his salary our our lives really but it has been a bit more difficult money has just been at the forefront of our minds quite a bit because it's a bit tight and don't get me wrong it's I acknowledge that a bit tight isn't the same as you know being in loads and loads of debt type thing but yeah you know that's the thing the guilt and shame came in on this as well and that's why I wanted to talk about this because I felt such guilt and shame because I was like who am I to feel this way I've been very privileged to go part-time for a while the reason I went part-time for a while is because I wanted to set up a business which you know I haven't created a business which receives the income for us to be supported and then suddenly our house situation is changing um and we found this out in kind of like October and so I had to go back to full-time work in order to support us because we have a very cheap deal at the moment and it will go more expensive so so yeah that's it in a nutshell it's obviously not really something that fits in a nutshell unless it's maybe like a giant squirrel's nutshell but yeah it's it's not been easy to do this either because this has meant that I've kind of have to be confronted with the fact that I haven't set up a business that even when I was sitting there going well maybe it just takes a bit of time I just need to make sure I get this right I haven't started one you know I've started a few times and then pulled back so I've been scared or I I mean I do have my Substack community which you know I really love I share more content on there if you want to join on there please do so please explore it it'll be in the link below but it's uh it's two weeks free and then it's six pounds or seven dollars per month after that and it's just where I share two extra podcast episodes a month or if you want to just join to support my content you're very welcome to do so I would really appreciate that thank you thank you for everyone who's in there um but you know essentially so I do have a business (laughs) yay go me let's uh focus on that you know there are positives there but it's not been a business in which I've been able to not go back to full-time work or survive on the kind of the part-time being um an employee you know and so it's brought a lot of resistance going back to full-time work because this wasn't part of my plan you know part of the control that I was trying to exert of my life because when we feel resistance towards things um when we feel resistance towards change it's usually because we're trying to control where our life goes so I wanted to talk about that in a separate episode, but perhaps it needed to just come up there as a little reminder to anybody, because if you're feeling that, if you're feeling a lot of resistance to change, maybe look at 
what you are wanting your life to be like? Is there control that you're trying to exert over? Is there a particular um, like road that you're wanting to go down and this change is meaning that that's not happening and then there's resistance. So that's what's been coming up for me over the past couple of months. Resistance, um, guilt and shame for feeling that resistance because who am I to complain that I'm going back to full-time work? It's really not that bad a thing. But this last week when I went back, started this full-time job on Monday. So I was part-time before that working about 18 hours a week, mornings essentially. And I have felt this last week, still resistance has been there. A lot of like, just, just, I guess, feeling like I just, I didn't want to really be there in some ways, you know? And... But I'm very aware now from the journey that I've been going and exploring my emotions that a lot of this is quite ego-based. And this is another thing when you start to explore your emotions, you become aware of what part of you, what kind of, is it like a part that's uh, like an inner child part, for example, is that what's being triggered right now? And the emotions coming from that part, you know, so I've been very aware of them. But at the same time, I'm much more aware of where my egoic feelings are. Um, but also deeply aware of what I believe is that real deep um, eternal soul part of me that basically is just pure love and light and peace and joy and it will always feel this and I become so much more aware of that being there as well now what I mean by that and this is difficult because this is very much I can't really tell you how to do this necessarily because this is an intuitive type of thing but becoming aware of all those emotions that are going on can really then guide us to what's true within us. So that's been part of my spiritual journey. And I want to share an episode below. I'll link it below, which is from a couple of months ago with a friend of the show, Kelly Peck. If you listen, then you know who Kelly is. And she's amazing. She's a trauma-informed Reiki practitioner, um, very much a cyclical nature-based being. So we have recorded a bunch of episodes together. We've done workshops. So check out the catalog to find them. But I will link below an episode, which is just an extract from a longer episode that we did, which shares a practice in which it's like a meditation um, in that we explore the difficult, a difficult feeling within us, but also a really safe feeling within us. And to just say that both of them can coexist, you know, because sometimes emotions are so they just take over, don't they? And we don't realize there's something else there. But through my work of really leaning into, another way of describing it is to really connect to that heart within me. I become aware of how those emotions, so like that resistance at the moment of the not wanting to be where I am or the guilt and the shame for feeling that way. I know that they are parts of me that are kind of like conditioning, the the ego, the fear-based mind. But I know there is just the love-based soul heart-based part of me in there and that's what that practice helps to do which is why I'll link it below but also I'll link below an episode from way back in season one which is another short episode in which I'm just describing my absolute love for The Power of Now a book by Eckhart Tolle because that has been massive in this journey as well of that coexisting of um, the love and the fear within us the ego and the soul however you want to describe it but that has been massive 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 so Another thing about this week that's that's really happened is that um, my anxiety has been triggered. My anxiety is very based on um, control again, on feeling like I don't have enough time to do what I want to do. And I logically know that I do and that some of these things I don't need to 
do. I don't need to do. I would just like to achieve, you know, their intentions. But my nervous system doesn't quite know that. So it goes, oh, holy shit. We get home from work. We only have this many hours to do all these things we want to do. And it triggers into fight or flight. And I feel stress. That's, you know, a big indicator of stress. And so for the last three days of work, I was experiencing feelings of finishing work and feeling quite lightheaded and basically low blood sugar or low blood pressure, I guess, which is what I've experienced rarely, but I still have experienced it. So I know that feeling and that happens three days in a row at the end of work and people have been ill at work, but so I thought maybe it's that, but we've talking to Dave as well. I really do think that is part of my anxiety and perhaps a hypotension. I don't know. This is not, this is, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that if you feel this way, this is what's happening or even that I know definitely that's what's happening with me, but I am showing them kind of symptoms. But because I've been exploring this and exploring how my anxiety is triggered and exploring all the emotions that have been coming up, I'm able to not kind of over panic about that or try and go, what the hell is wrong with you pull yourself together there's another phrase isn't it pull yourself together just get on with things but when we just get on with things and we just pull ourselves together what happens you said we it bottles up doesn't it this emotion bottles up and you may have had this where you have these you've not listened to the emotions you've not listened to what's coming up with you and you become like this fizzy bottle the lid pops off and you explode and so that can lead to burnout it can lead to breakdowns it can lead to you saying things that you don't necessarily mean and it can, that can affect parts of relationships where you've just had an outburst because you've been bottling something up you know this leads into any type of communication as well isn't it when you don't really share what's going on in your mind and it gets worse and worse and worse but and then you explode so it's really important to explore emotions before that happens and as well to explore our emotions after we don't explore our emotions, what happens is a real disconnection from ourselves. A real disconnection from, like I said, that that real, I think the, the true part of you, that soul part of you. Or you can just say like your real self, whatever, whatever term resonates with you necessarily. But we disconnect from ourselves. We listen a lot to that inner critic, that one that's going, don't feel this way. You are wrong to feel this way you are not deserving of feeling this way, you can't complain, um, these emotions are just inconvenient, push them aside, stop feeling like that essentially, you know, it's, it's all those type of things. And then it creates a disconnection from ourselves, it creates a lowering of self-worth, it creates, um, you know, we reduce our self-trust as well, we just get disconnected from ourselves. And when that happens, we just can get so lost, can't we? We can get so lost and just not really know who we are. It also means that we can get very affected by other people and what they say about us. We can maybe take on just opinions of others, of you know, like what people think of us, those opinions, and see them as true, as fact, because we're just disconnected from ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. We don't feel like we're worthy. And this, I think, can really all come from not exploring what these emotions are trying to tell us which is it's just awful isn't it that we've spent a lot of our time having this kind of conditioning or this kind of yeah this idea and culture that emotions are bad but like I said the work is is changing now but that's why I wanted to share this because you know it's it's massive isn't it if we don't explore our emotions we effectively can live quite an unhappy life let's be honest because 
we just kind of go down the path that we're going down and not listening to maybe what they're trying to tell us when they're maybe trying to tell us like this um this situation isn't working for you you know you're not happy in this job or you're not happy in this relationship or you're not happy living here you know all these different things can come up but as well like I was sharing from my um my example in that the more we do this the more we can start to discern between our ego like um, emotion thoughts that way but also the deeper love parts of us and another thing as well another thing as well is that when we actually listen to our emotions sometimes that's all they need they just need to be listened to briefly and then they go they are released it's a bit like crying you know have you ever had that I mean I remember being really proud of myself for being like I've not cried for a whole year once telling somebody being like look at me I'm so in control of my emotions but actually no I was just denying them and when I cry now and you know when you first cry it like it can feel so intense can't it but then afterwards like it's such a release and you've like you already get to a bit more of a calm place because you've just let those emotions out it's a release it's a proper somatic release in that it's a you know basically it's a physical release within your body and this is a thing when we also don't explore emotions they can manifest physically in our body you know again I'm not any kind of expert on this but there are many different stories as to people holding tension in their body um, and there are lots of different practices that say that particular types of emotions are held in different areas in the body but 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 yeah we hold it and it can maybe even um it can maybe even become some form of chronic pain because we've been holding this tension because that's what we're doing we're holding something in our body and we're fighting it we're fighting that emotion so parts of us get tense and hold it and restrict it and oh yeah it's it's that feeling and I know I felt that as a whole body type of thing before where if I'm stuck in like just really fighting those emotions or like fighting what the anxiety is showing within me I am so much more stuck and restricted in how I feel that's the best way I can describe it like I physically feel tight and restricted and just not expansive essentially but when we listen to them sometimes like I said that's all they need it's to be explored and then released so how do we do this <laughs> so I think one of the, the, well, I'm going to share a few ways here in which we can really explore our emotions, but I've talked about it time and time again, because a lot of these practices do just relate to so many different parts of our healing journey and our self-awareness journey. But one of the biggest things I think we can do and really works for me is to literally just give yourself some space to listen to the emotions, to listen to what's coming up within your body use the practice below that I'm linking with Kelly that little short episode there you can go to that time and time again find your own whatever it is to help you explore them but just sit there and ask yourself how am I feeling like what's here right now and get used to doing that throughout your day and you know we live busy lives don't we and it can be as simple as I do this now full-time work going to the loo and just when I'm sat on the loo <laughs> just for you all to have that lovely image I imagine my feet really grounding in and rooting into the ground sometimes when I'm just I sort of like ask myself how I'm feeling essentially and then I root myself down and I root myself into me and just like actually become aware of the physical sensations within my body and sometimes even just acknowledging that emotion that's there is enough asking yourself how you're feeling that feeling is enough sometimes and we can explore it at a later time 
So to develop that exploration of self as well, we can journal. Journals are really great way of of exploring it, releasing it. There was this practice I shared a long time ago by Gabby Bernstein, which was called Rage on a Page, that she has taken from somebody else, but I have no idea what that episode is to then find, listen all the way through it and find the person that she that she quotes in there. But essentially it's to take 20 minutes every day and just rage it out, write everything down on the page. It doesn't have to be rage. It doesn't have to be anger. It can just be the release of what is going on in your mind and just write for 20 minutes, like literally set a timer. And I did this for quite a while and I have to go back to it really, I do. But there's other things that I like to use. But this was massive in releasing it all on the page. There's something, um, I think there's some research about how uh, your brain can kind of see it written down, which means it's kind of released. It's, um, I don't know that research specifically to quote it, but I've read that before. But yeah, there's something about that connection to writing it down in words. And then what she suggests for the next 20 minutes is to just lie down, sit or whatever it is, and just let that kind of integrate, let that process, no pressure. It's not like a specific type of meditation. You can fall asleep. I napped quite a lot with this. And every single time after I did this, I just took this 40 minutes to do this. I appreciate that's a long time. So reduce it perhaps or start small if that's a bit too intimidating, like five minutes even five minutes um, writing, five minutes uh, meditating, gosh, not meditating, sorry, releasing afterwards, could be meditating now, but but yeah, and I came out of that every single time, and I felt so refreshed, and centered, and just released, and like, you know, kind of a bit outside of the box, because sometimes emotions really draw you into the box, don't they, and you can kind of just be taken over by them, they can totally hijack you, But the more we listen to them and let them be and release and explore what they're showing about our lived experience, the more we can create an intimate relationship with them that is beneficial to to us, essentially. Go, okay, I know that there's a distance here with this emotion. I know this one needs to be explored a little bit. I know that this one is a very cyclical one in that it's based on my menstrual cycle, for example, um, or the time of the year it is the weather, you know, that does a big thing as well. I did record an episode on that in season two as well, just exploring how the weather can make you feel different. I think so, definitely. And so it's just a beautiful journey of going inwards, you know, being able to allow ourselves to explore these emotions. And it's a real journey of self-kindness too, because when we're disconnected from emotions, like I said, that inner critic takes over, doesn't it? That fear-based part of us takes over. But when we actually begin to listen to them and just allow them to have a voice and we can then go, do you know what? That voice isn't perhaps me. Maybe that voice is telling me something about myself and how I'm feeling, but maybe that voice isn't really me. And there's a deeper soul part of me that goes, hang on a second. Yep, there's a part of you that's triggered. There's a conditioning or a trauma that's being triggered that's causing me to feel this way. So really, it's a big journey. And of course, another big way to explore how how to start exploring your emotions really can be through therapy. If it is very difficult, if you think some of the emotions there are based on a trauma perhaps or they're just in general difficult and even if not therapy is amazing for everybody regardless of how you feel your mental health is necessarily it's it's somebody to help you talk and process through things with perhaps obviously different types of therapy but explore what comes up for you in that sense and if you do feel like you need that definitely definitely look at that and 
Another way is the old sharing with somebody. Share with somebody that you trust. Share with somebody that you know you know is just going to be there to listen and support you. It's that whole, you know, that what was that phrase? A problem shared is a problem halved. How much better do you feel when you go and talk to your friend and just talk it out and they give their perspective and you go, oh yeah, that's not as bad as I thought it was. Ah, released. You know, it goes into the release bucket. So massive. Find people that you can share with, people that, you know, understand you, someone that you can really trust. And and sometimes that's difficult. I know I like to share a lot. I have to be very aware of who I'm sharing with because then sometimes people can want to give their opinion, which isn't always helpful. But that's again when we, I've talked about this before, but exploring the, the setting boundaries on perhaps what you were wanting from somebody and to share that with somebody and just go, do you know what? I just want to share this, but I don't, I just need to release it and vent it out. I don't need advice as such. You know, that's a simple way of doing it from a place of love. You know, it's got to work for you and for them. (laughs) That's on the side. But essentially, I hope this episode has really, really got you thinking about why it's important to explore our emotions, ride the old emotional roller coaster, and just you know, there are highs and lows to it because emotions can be very difficult. But the more we begin to explore them, the more we begin to understand what their function is for us, whatever that may be. So yeah, anyways, I'm going to continue exploring my emotions right now. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I hope you do so too. Until next time. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.